And that is where our clinic gives an, an alternative and says, yes, in Germany, medical doctors are free to treat patients with individually tailored uh, treatment programs, even when it comes to cancer. Many countries around the globe do not allow their medical doctors to deviate from the guidelines. The guidelines in many countries, I know it from France, I know it from the United Kingdom, I know it from the Scandinavian countries and from some of the American states uh, where the guidelines are almost like the law book and doctors do not dare to offer anything else than what the guidelines recommend. But we should remember what the, mean, the word guideline means. It's a guideline. So it's something that you can get inspiration from if you like it, but it, you should be free to use other methods, especially when the guidelines do not provide the patient with a curative uh, treatment. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Okay, let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Dr. Henning Salpe. Um, I, forgot, I apologize, Henning, that I'm not totally getting it right, but I'm doing my best here with the last name. Um, and, and Henning completed his medical studies at the University of Ulm, Germany. And after completing his doctorate in the field of psychotherapy, he was awarded the title of Doctor of Medicine. And Henning worked in Stockholm for 10 years as a general practitioner and with a focus on naturopathy, anthroposophical medicine, and holistic cancer therapy. And he founded the Arcadia Clinic and his practice there in Cassel in 2006 and Bad Amstel in 2014, where he currently serves as the medical director. He's also the father of three sons. And he has a new book on the way. And actually, by the time people listen to this interview, it might already be out and we'll put a link in the show notes, but it's called Holistic Cancer Medicine. And it will be released on November 1st by one of our uh, sponsors, Chelsea Green. That's November 1st, 2022. Henning, welcome to the show. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for having me here. And um, I'm excited to having this uh, interview with you and tell our audience more about my work and my book. Beautiful. And, and you know, when I was learning about you, Henning, I mean, I, I, you know, I know you have this amazing clinic and your focus on cancer, but, but I also heard you talk about how you, you're deeply interested in, in other areas like philosophy and spirituality and art. Um, maybe maybe go into some of your your background in some of these other areas. Well, thank you. Um, that's the question of how everything started in my life, and and how maybe the question how how comes I picked uh, medicine as my main profession. And it's true what you said. My my interest in in arts and philosophy and natural sciences were very broad from from my time as a student at, at high school, and I wondered for. The last years at high school, what what is it that I want to focus at in my life? And I found that medicine brings it all together. If you uh, have a holistic approach to medicine, which is uh, what what I do, what I, what is my my I mean my 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 key idea, my core idea uh, of my work and my book, that um, 
medicine that is used for human beings should include all aspects of the human being, which is not only natural science, but it's also spirituality and it's philosophy because we're spiritual beings living in a, in a chemical body. And um, for me, medicine, it needs to include both spirit and body. Otherwise it's incomplete. And that was uh, what, what, my university training in, at the, the University of Rome in Germany um, um, gave me for six years a solid training in the physical aspect of the human being and, and, and conditions that we call diseases. But there was not so much uh, to, to learn at a regular German med school about the spiritual aspect of, of the human life. So I had to complete my, my regular studies at the med school um, and the university with uh, workshops and seminars and books and find my teachers uh, alongside my regular training uh, to become a medical doctor because I, I wanted to get this license to be allowed to treat um, my fellow men, my patients as a medical doctor. So that took only eight years to get that license. <laughs> and then <laughs> I did a lot of workshops and extra seminars and, and, and found my teachers outside the university that told me that there is more than chemistry and, and uh, physical repair of ailments with uh, surgical means. With all respect, I, I honor what modern medicine has accomplished in terms of diagnostics and laboratory tests and uh, surgical procedures. Unbelievable what a modern surgeon is able to do to replace a heart or to fix a heavily injured uh, uh, body uh, after a, 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 a traffic accident. But when it comes to chronic diseases, um, there are some very important aspects that you don't learn at a regular med school. And that is maybe what is the topic of our interview today and what is the, the topic of my book. So. We call it complementary medicine because there is something that we need to add to the so-called re regular or Western world or evidence-based medicine. And that's that's the point of my work here as, as a holistic doctor. And that's the, the core message of my book, too. Well, and so listeners can't see this, but I can see Henning in his beautiful clinic here in, in Germany. So he's coming all the way from Germany. Um, but but Henning, I'm just wondering what drew you into the world of cancer or, or focus on cancer, and also what what sort of led to the start of your 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 clinic, the Arcadia Clinic in in Germany. Well, I did not start as a cancer doctor right away after my my uh, training at the university and med school and the university clinic where I worked for some years. Um, but I I started as a a general practitioner with a broad interest in naturopathic complementary medicine. And that automatically attracted the interest of patients with complex chronic diseases to come and see me because they what they got what they got as treatments at the official treatment centers, hospitals, or regular doctors was obviously not good enough to help them in their in their uh, state of the disease. And Cancer is a, a very good example to show that most chronic diseases are super complex and need to be looked at from various sides um, to find the therapies that can help the individual to overcome the disease, to eventually heal from the disease, or if healing is not 
in the reach to get the best treatment that supports their life for many, many years to come with a good quality of life. So um, complex diseases um, can't be cured with the mindset of modern materialistic medicine, where we try to find a drug that blocks a symptom or where we try to cut out a piece of the human body that we that that disturbs yeah because cancer in a in a metastasized form and 50% of all cancer patients are in the stage of metastasized disease from the first day on when they when they come and see a doctor because they have some symptoms approximately 50% of our fellow men who who hear from their doctor sorry um, it's cancer uh, are in a metastasized stage of the disease. And that's a stage of the disease where the surgeon cannot heal the patient any longer. And when there are when there are hardly any curative, in other words, healing therapies available. So chemotherapy, radiation for patients with metastasized cancer are treatments to slow down cancer growth and to hopefully keep cancer growth at bay for a certain period of time but they have no potential to cure the patient. So if this is the case, and everybody can read a textbook or a, a, an overview article about cancer can, can, can read what I just um, said, that if this is the case, then we need to widen our, our spectrum of treatments and understand better why cancer manifests in the human body what are the reasons, uh, where does it come from, what factors cause cancer, and what can we do to not only block cancer, but provide uh, the patient with a treatment that improves his or her vitality, the immune system, the self-healing capacity, the terrain, as we call it. Um, let me let me say it in this way. The, the regular Western world approach to cancer is a tumor-focused approach. One immediately looks at the tumor as the, 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 the focus of what disturbs us and what, what, what we want to get out of the patient's body. And in early stages, yes, surgical treatment can be curative, can heal the patient. But as I said, 50% of the patients uh, learn that they have the disease when the disease is already a systemic disease, a metastasized disease where the surgeon cannot heal the, the patient any longer. So. Um, from that day on, they need to widen their therapies and not only look for a good blockade of cancer, which is chemotherapy or radiation, but at least parallel to it, care for their vitality on as many levels as possible. And that is the complementary holistic approach that we not only look at the tumor, but the entire human organism that obviously allows this tumor to grow and has stopped to defeat it with, with, with the body's own um, healing capacity or, or immune system. And so that is the terrain aspect, which is um, the most important aspect of complementary medicine. We do not only look at the tumor, we look at the entire uh, biological and psychological, emotional terrain around it, because we, we learned some 20 years ago that our feelings and our psyche is intimately connected to our immune system. We call it psychoneuroimmunology. <laughs> so we need to include um, our psyche, our emotions, our spiritual life if we want 
to have the entire spectrum. And that's the holistic approach. Well, you know, you gave a, you, one of your talks that I had watched on YouTube, um, Henning, you, you, you brought in this whole psychoneuroimmunology, which is fascinating. I never even heard of it. And I think you brought in the professor Schubert, yeah. um, whose work maybe, yeah, I mean, you know, so much of your work that I find fascinating is I, I just want to read a I'll read a quote here from from your book. You you say which sums up sort of what you were saying. When when cancer presents itself as a disease, it is not the cancer cell itself that has a problem, but rather the human being whose physical as well as mental spiritual existence is is threatened and endangered to the highest degree and i found that so fascinating how you, how you bring in this whole mental spiritual picture and i mean it's so much bigger than just as you say just the the tumor or or but there's something bigger going on um that that's fascinating yeah thank you that's exactly my opinion too i find it extremely fascinating and I mean, for thousands of years, medical doctors from the time of, let's say, Hippocrates, the great teacher and medical doctor in the uh, um, Greek period of antique uh, culture two and a half thousand years ago, um, knew that mind and body uh, is one unit and, and is in constant interaction. So uh, a depressed state of mind affects the body as much as a a body out of balance affects the mind. It's one world. It's not two separate worlds, the psyche and the body. It's one world. And for thousands of years, cancer was perceived as a disease of um, a long last or the result of a long lasting melancholic uh, uh, state of, of mind. Uh, Hippocrates, two and a half thousand years ago, called cancer the disease of the melancholic individual, melancholia, which is what we call today, uh, well, a depressed state of mind. Of course, that is a, 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 a very um, a simplification that, that needs to be um, looked at and, and differentiated a little more. But just to give you an example, that mind and body was for thousands of years um, looked at as what needs to be in balance uh, for both uh, psychological and somatic bodily uh, problems. And the extremely fascinating uh, news from the last 20 years, psychoneuroimmunology research, is that Hippocrates ha had a clue in his statement that he was right, um, because we know that if we are worried, our immune system reacts to our worrisome thoughts within minutes. You can measure it. You can measure um, the amount of stress hormones and the amount of messengers that the immune system uses to, to uh, interact uh, with invading cells or bacteria or viruses. And you can measure the impact of our thoughts to our immune system with modern laboratory techniques within minutes. If somebody watches a horrifying movie, you can measure that the immune system goes down within an hour. And if somebody watches an uplifting story, a drama that tells him something about the meaning of life, the purpose of life, or a love story, or a beautiful story um, that is uplifting, you can measure that it has a positive impact on, on the immune system. You can measure it with modern laboratory diagnostics. Um, just look up the term psychoneuroimmunology. Every large university today has a unit 
that works with psychoneuroimmunology research. And for the ones who are not used to that complex word yet, what does it mean? It brings psychology, so our psyche, our emotions, our nervous system, neurology, and our immune system together. Our nerves, our emotions, and our immune system act together always. It's not an exception, it's what happens always. Maybe we can explain the so-called placebo effect with psychoneuroimmunology too, yeah? If you ingest the drug that you believe in and you get it from your doctor who is a very good doctor with a good reputation, you add a 30% placebo effect on top of the chemical effect. And that's what your brain does by believing that it is a good drug that will suit you very well. And the, 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 the dark sibling of the placebo effect is also something you can explain with psychoneuroimmunology. We call it the nocebo effect from nocere, Latin for doing harm. So if you ingest a drug that you don't believe in and your neighbor got it and he, he got terribly sick from that drug and you, you put your negative thoughts, uh, focus them on the drug that you ingest, you have a 30% higher risk that you get all the side effects that are in the description. Mm. So that's what our psyche does. It's actually not that strange. We know it from our regular life. If we are in love, if we are excited, if we have a great project going very well, we don't catch common colds normally. But if mm -hmm. we are depressed, we lose our job, we have stress in our relationship with our beloved ones, uh, then the immune system is down and the risk to catch a common cold or a severe infection is much higher. And there are studies done that prove what I just said. So Henning, you know, that is fascinating. And um, so someone comes to your clinic and sees you, they're not having success in other areas and they're struggling with cancer. I mean, I know you talk a lot about these 12 fold vital fields and it's fast for, for creating a healthy terrain. But you also mentioned that this is in contrast to a cancer attracting field, which is really fascinating. Um, if you want to, um, Henning, maybe just give us a little overview about what people, what, what people should know about this 12 fold field. Okay. That's what the book is about. It's what you mentioned are the two pictures that literally are the center fold of the book. So that is the, the vital field in two shapes. Um, and what do I mean by vital field? It's a map that explains with modern scientific terms in a way that everybody can understand. You don't need to be a biologist or a medical doctor to understand my book, um, but it describes what, what it means to have good vitality. If we speak about good vitality, we, we have an intuitive feeling what that means. It means to be strong and to have a resilience and to, to, to recover fast from an infection or to overcome a disease very fast. But what does it mean? And the map shows 12 aspects of what, uh, what we call good vitality, measurable uh, sub fields of this vit vitality field that also give us an idea on what we can do to improve the vitality of our body. And let me just mention these 12 aspects that are described in my book. Um, it starts with healthy food, uh, the nutrients we need, it's about the, the right amount of oxygen and the, the, the proper transport of both oxygen and carbon dioxide, so the exchange of gases that we need in every, in every second. It's about water. It's about healthy intestinal flora, so our gut flora, to um, uh, improve our digestion, to make sure we have a, a powerful immune system that matures in certain parts of our small intestines. 
And um, so there is a connection between our gut health to our immune system. Um, then another field factor is everything that has to do with stress or relaxation, how we handle stress, uh, how we handle with uh, psycho-emotional uh, challenges. So that's the stress and relaxation aspect. And there is a, a, a field aspect that I call blood sugar and insulin balance. One of the big, big issues in cancer biology, um, cancer cells are specialized to live from mainly sugar, not, not exclusively sugar, but mainly sugar. If sugar is around, that's, that's the cancer cell's favorite food. And um, that means if we eat a, a diet that is rich in sugar or in, in rich in carbohydrates, that's the best fuel for a cancerous disease. And that's why people with an overweight issue uh, or diabetes have a higher risk uh, to, um, to develop a cancerous disease. So that's the blood sugar and insulin balance aspect. There is an immune system chapter in this 12-fold map. There is a, a, a chapter about um, the energy uh, production of our cells that is made in tiny little um, compartments inside our cells that are called mitochondria. So cancer can be described as a mitochondrial disease, which is literally an energy crisis uh, that the cell does not produce enough energy to be able to function on the level of a healthy cell. Um, and because of this energy deficiency, cancer uh, cells that were or are still working properly fall more and more into a cancerous behavior. The less energy a cell gets, the more it is urged to survive in this special life form that we call cancer. So uh, in this chapter, I describe cancer as the, um, the cell that has activated an emergency pathway to survive in an organism that does not provide it with enough energy. Um, so another chapter is about uh, the balance between acid and alkalinity. Um, where uh, alkaline diet, uh, alkaline food is, is uh, mentioned and explained. So an, one field factor of this 12-fold uh, vitality field is the acidity-alkalinity balance. And another factor is um, the defense mechanisms against uh, invaders like viruses, bacteria, fungi. Um, and the 12th and very important factor uh, is um, the control of unwanted inflammation, silent inflammation, as we call it, which is which has been called the big killer of our time in in magazines like Times magazine. They had it on their first page some years ago, inflammation or secret, uh, sorry, silent inflammation, silent inflammation as the secret killer because it's the driver behind all diseases that we don't want to get from high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, and inclusive cancer are driven by uh, tissue inflammation. And we call it silent inflammation because it, it doesn't give us any symptoms. So it, it happens behind the curtain, so to speak, in disguise. Nobody feels silent inflammation, but after a while, uh, a tissue that has been in silent inflammation for years can turn into a cancerous tissue, and then we have the problem. So I guess Beautiful. I mentioned now all these 12 field factors. Um, and as I said, I, I showed them from two sides, from the strong and healthy side, 
that would be inflammation control, that we ingest enough anti-inflammatory herbs and anti-inflammatory food with, for instance, turmeric, enzymes, papaya, pineapple, omega-3 fatty acids, etc. all the beautiful natural anti-inflammatory food ingredients. And, and, and in the cancer attracting field map, um, uh, it, this field factor shows up as inflammatory uh, problems or silent inflammation. Or another example would be um, uh, toxicity versus effective detoxification. Uh, God gave us four pathways to detox our body. It's, it's our body fluids, it's our feces, it's our breath and our sweat. So these four pathways should be used to get the, the garbage out of our body from what we ingest and don't need any longer. Um, and these pathways are, are blocked in, in individuals that live a modern lifestyle. We don't sweat enough, we breathe too shallowly, we have constipation and we drink too little water. So mm. let's switch on our body detoxification system. And of course, there are, there are um, more specific tools to, to um, improve our detoxification, certain herbs, certain dietary aspects, enemas, procedures to, uh, to improve our, our, the excretion of, of toxins. I just want to mention another uh, factor of this 12-fold map, which is toxicity and detoxification. So the chapter describes where the toxins come from, from food, from uh, pesticides and herbicides that we might ingest with the food we buy if we don't buy organic food, um, metabolic uh, uh, toxins that our body produces if we consume too much of something like alcohol or sugar or refined uh, uh, carbohydrates, then our body produces lots of, of toxins that we need to excrete. And it also describes in the therapeutic part how we can improve our detoxification. So I break down the concept of vitality into 12 aspects where we can learn what the problems are and what we can do to solve the problems. That's great. That's great. And so people that want more, that want to dive a bit deeper, you just got to pick up Henning's book. <laughs> um, it, it'll be out. Um, again, holistic cancer medicine so you can read more about these 12-fold field. This episode's sponsor is Microbiome Labs. For the last nine years, Microbiome Labs has been committed to advancing understanding of the human microbiome. They're at the helm of innovation, putting new formulations and technology in the hands of healthcare practitioners and patients. Among many other novel innovations, MBL can now help improve the gut-brain connection with their ZenBiome Cope and ZenBiome Sleep products. Maybe it's been a while since you've re-examined your probiotic choices, the science around the microbiome, or novel solutions that are coming out every day. Microbiome Labs will be here at the forefront of science, continuing to pioneer health in this space. For more about this strain and other gut microbiome products, just visit microbiomelabs.com. And as a special bonus for the Drew Perlman Show listeners out there, receive 15% off your total order from Microbiome Labs by just using the discount code that is in the show notes. So, um, Henning, when someone comes to your clinic, do you do do they stay over there? Do do you work with? Do you just work with them on these twelve these twelve various aspects? Yes, we do so, but we also do more because patients come to us in 60 to 70% of all the guests that we have here in a situation where their lives are at stake and where they need 
to get a, a powerful treatment uh, that is uh, and that is more than than the the naturopathic terrain treatment. So we need to work on both sides on cancer destruction and on rebuilding a, a sound uh, vital system and immune system uh, because many patients do not come early enough uh, so that naturopathic treatments alone would be sufficient. But of course, we always do the naturopathic 12-fold field medicine alongside the other therapies that we do. And what we do to, to, to downsize existing tumorous masses is an approach that I would call less toxic and more based on a multifaceted program and that I want to explain now um, compared to the standard procedures. The standard procedures um, use either toxic drugs to kill cancer cells or uh, in the newest generation, so-called immunotherapy that blocks something in a cancer cell. But the problem is that all these blocking agents, classic cancer uh, chemotherapy, anti-cancer chemotherapy, and even the modern drugs that are called immune therapy, they all have one big problem, and that is their toxicity or their lack of specificity. The, the, the dream of an oncologist would be the drug that only kills cancer cells and leaves all the healthy cells uh, untouched, but that drug, sorry, does not exist. So all the chemical drugs come with a lot of side effects, and it's the, the, the task and challenge of every oncologist, including myself, to make an individual risk-benefit assessment. And that's what we need to do with every patient. Is it really necessary to treat this patient so harshly with, with full-dose chemotherapy, or do we have uh, a way that uh, gives less side effects and a better result? Hmm. And that is where our clinic gives an, an alternative and says, yes, in Germany, medical doctors are free to treat patients with individually tailored uh, treatment programs, even the when it comes to cancer, many countries around the globe do not allow their medical doctors to deviate from the guidelines. The guidelines in many countries, I know it from France, I know it from the United Kingdom, I know it from the Scandinavian countries and from some of the American states uh, where the guidelines are almost like the law book and doctors do not dare to offer anything else than what the guidelines recommend. But we should remember what the, mean, the word guideline means. It's a guideline. So it's something that you can get inspiration from if you like it. But it, you should be free to use other methods, especially when the guidelines do not provide the patient with a curative uh, treatment. Yeah? So yeah. we use less toxic drugs or drugs in lower dosages and combine it with some smart strategies um, to have a powerful impact on cancer destruction without the destruction of the bone marrow, the liver function, the kidney function, and the, the, the brain with all its various <laughs> uh, tasks that what the brain does uh, for us every day. Um, the word brain fog uh, is used to describe one of the very common side effects of classic chemotherapy. Brain fog means, well, the brain is heavily affected by the side effects of chemotherapy, and that's one of the the biggest drawbacks from, from uh, classic chemotherapy, it's just too toxic. Um, there are corners in oncology where I recommend my patients or the ones who call me 
to go to the nearest university hospital and accept full dosage chemotherapy. And I, I, I want to mention that in, in this interview too, so that the listeners don't believe that I have an alternative for every disease. I don't. So uh, the exception for, is to me on um, the diseases that are called leukemia, the blood-based uh, uh, cancerous diseases, blood cancer or leukemia, where chemotherapy is quite successful and where there are no good alternatives to full-dose chemotherapy. But the, the more common diseases that make the majority of, of the, the cancer cases that we get every year, and by the way, the United States have more than 1 million new cancer cases a year. Germany has about 400,000 new cancer cases every year, and the trend goes up with 2.5% every year. That's the alarming um, number that we get from, from cancer statistics. Um, the majority of cancerous diseases are prostate cancer for men, breast cancer for women. Those two are the, the, the number one uh, type of cancer in the, the two genders. And then colon cancer, lung cancer for both sexes uh, and digestive tract cancers. And I, I can say it's not a secret. Everybody who listens to us now can can look it up in online and takes two minutes to find it out. There is no cure for metastasized breast, prostate, lung, or colon cancer only through chemotherapy. That's the sad news. So many patients are not aware of that, but every doctor is aware of it. If it's metastasized colon cancer, lung cancer, classic chemotherapy cannot provide the patient with a cure. We talk about remission, which is the shrinkage of the tumor. That is the goal and life prolongation. And that is where where countries like Germany, the German-speaking countries, Austria, Switzerland, and some countries in Asia say, well, in this situation, the doctors are free to, to use other methods as long as the patient is fully informed and aware of what she or he gets. I must not lie to my patients, of course, and tell them if you take vitamin C, you get the cure. That would be a crime and the end of a medical doctor's career. Uh, but if I tell the patient, well, a mixture of vitamin C, high dosage, Chinese wormwood by infusion, turmeric extract, hyperthermia, which is the overheating of the cancer cancerous area in, in the patient's body, oxygen therapies, physical exercise, um, mindset training, uh, mindfulness thinking, lifestyle changes will give you a chance to get this disease under control and live with it, hopefully, for a period of time that is worth uh, doing all these therapies, then I have not lied and I have given the patient a choice. And that is what, what my patients choose. And they come from all over the world. At the moment, we have 10 guests here. That is the maximum amount of patients we can treat at our treatment center here at Arcadia Clinic. And believe it or not, everybody comes from a different country and represents a, a country for itself. Patients from Australia, Florida, New York, Scandinavia, France, Italy, um, find wow. us and spend a period of time between three and four or five weeks. Um, the average is three weeks. If it's metastasized cancer, I, I tell the patient, you need to invest uh, three weeks to give our treatments a chance. And Do they live there, Henning? Do they actually live there at the clinic? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a... It's a clinic uh, for for patients who live here. Uh, it's a it's like a small hospital. Um, 
from the outside, we look like a little hospital, but from the inside, it's more like a treatment resort and a very nice, comfortable hotel. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. I want to check it out. <laughs> yes. Welcome and, uh, welcome and visit me. We are right in the middle of Germany, uh, actually uh, uh, around the, the city uh, of Kassel. That's uh, what you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, where the Grimm brothers collected the Grimm brother fairy tales that's, oh. that was here. <laughs> so the fairy tales that Walt Disney made world famous with his movies are collected here in the woods around Castle some 250 years ago. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's so cool. Um, a few final questions, Henning. These are some questions that I ask everyone, some sort of rapid fire questions. For, for you personally, what are some of the daily practices that you do every day that really make you feel the most alive? Hmm, thank you for that question. Well, I start my day um, with some minutes of, of meditation. I I focus my mind on things that I feel grateful for. I practice mindfulness thinking, um, and I've done so for years. So that's that's my good morning routine to wake up and to focus on things that I, I like to do today and things that I can be grateful for. And I do some breathing exercises to inhale the energy of the day and fill my, my heart and my chest with the energy I, I I need to accomplish what I want to do this day. And that is being here around people who want to find out what they want to do in their lives and uh, what their purpose is and how they can improve their health. So um, this is what one of my morning routines that I, I really like. And I do the same in the evening. I, I look back on what the day was about and what I liked the most. And I, I, I make a, a review of the day, like in a minute or two. Uh, I also start my day with a glass of water, like around 300 milliliters, a large glass of filtered water uh, to flush my body with what I have lost during the night with, with my out breath. And, and that is a, a health recommendation, of, uh, uh, a healthy habit that I can recommend our list to our audience here. Just start your day with uh, a large glass of fresh filtered water to replenish your body and, and give your body a, a water flush. Um, well, was that enough for <laughs> <laughs> That was enough. That was great. That was brilliant. Brilliant. Um, absolutely. And um, Henning, if you could travel back in time, say 40 years or 35 years, what words of wisdom do you think your current self would share with your younger self? <laughs> Good question. Um, well, I would probably tell my younger self, worry less and enjoy the ride more. Just keep on moving. You'll find the answers while you walk. Beautiful. While you walk. Is that what you said? While you walk. Yeah. Don't you hesitate. Keep on walking and don't push too much. Just keep on walking and don't worry too much. You will you will get the answers while you are on your way. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Henning, where can people go if they want to learn more about you, your clinic, if they want to get the book? Um, where where should they go? Well, if they if they just Google my name or, or look for the book uh, Holistic Cancer Medicine, they, they'll find 10 different addresses where they can uh, order it from 
from Chelsea Green, which is the, the publisher in Vermont. Uh, on their website, it is um, announced to be released on November the 1st, but any bookstore or, or online platform where you can order books uh, has my book already listed. There will also be an audio version available from, I guess, November the 15th on, 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 on a CD or on a, as an MP3 file. And then if you if people want to have a, a, a closer look at our clinic and what we provide as, as, as a clinic here, um, the, the website is Arcadia Praxis Clinic, arcadia-praxisclinic.de. Or you can look up my name, Henning Salpe, on YouTube. I guess there are around some 15 or 20 video clips, shorter ones, longer ones with interviews. Um, a very popular interview was the one with Chris Wark, who interviewed me three years ago in Florida. I know he's a, a very famous influencer and, and cancer survivor, and, and he, he has inspired hundreds of thousands of, of patients in, in the, around the world with his, with his uh, story and his book, Chris Beat Cancer. I can warmly recommend everybody to have a look at, at his website, Chris Beat Cancer, Chris Wark. Um, and um, he interviewed me a week ago and will uh, bring that second interview on his website uh, at, at when, when, when the book is released in two or three weeks. Um, well, and then our website and the book, that's, that's all you need. And my name on, on YouTube with, with the video clips. That's great. And we'll, we'll put all this in the show notes so people can find Chelsea Green and, and your clinic. And uh, Henning, thank you so much. This was an honor to to chat with you for a little bit. Thank you. The honor was on my side, Drew. And thank you for the work you do. I've, I've, I've watched the, the, the interviews you did with other authors. And I'm, I wish you all the best that, that your work continues and that you continue to inspire your audience with, with your work. And thank you for... for having me at your uh, Drew Perlman show. Thank you for listening to the Drew Perlman show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.